Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Good evening, good evening, good lunchtime, whatever you want to call it, brunch, lunch, uh, whatever the case may be. I have got a special guest on, Mr. Todd Cotacabluck. <laughs> Coconado coming on with me here in just a few minutes, waiting on him to get in the back office. But we have a few things that I want to remind everybody of. As soon as I get off here today at the video, I will be heading to Aiken, South Carolina to see Pastor Greg Locke at the Goshen Farm in Aiken, South Carolina. Goshen Barn, Goshen Farm, Revival Barn. Y'all know where it's at. <clears throat> so, that's one thing I want to mention. I do also want to mention on the 29th of this month, Monday, November 29th, we will be getting a pack of pack of pastors from South Carolina and taking them to North Carolina and show, show you how they get it done up there on getting these pastors involved with their local politics uh, to the point of running with um, running for their local school board elections and um, things of that sort, getting people in the church involved in the local community to try to change these school boards all the way up to governor. Um, and we've got a good bit of those folks that are um, going to be running for office, over 120 of them so far. This here is how you can get in touch with us. This is all my platforms. Basically, all of them are bona fide truth. If you go to any of them, go to bona fide truth and... Um, you can look me up on any platform. Now, it is harder to find you on Rumble and all these other places if you don't have it exact. So what I suggest you do, if you're looking for older videos or whatever the case may be, whoever sponsors the show, if you want to spend your money with Patriots, go to bonafidetruth.tv. That's bonafidetruth.tv. And all our videos, all our social media, all the people that support me and all the people that I support are there. And now we have a, our special guest in the back room right here. Um, Todd, how you doing? Let me see. I'm sure you can hear me now. I got to turn my volume up. Hold on one second. I ain't been listening to nothing. I can't hear anything. Hold on one second. Can you hear me? How's that? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought it was me the whole time. I think say nobody <laughs> ain't talking to me. Sometimes you know we we everybody uses different software, so you got to kind of switch switch yeah, over. Yeah. Which sometimes. one do you use? Usually I use Zoom, but I, I do oh, do, I do come on uh, Streamyard quite a bit. Yeah. It seems it's 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 easy, and I can do a Streamyard just like this from my phone. It don't matter if I'm going down the road. Yeah. And I can stream live to every platform, so that's what I like about it. 
Yeah, it's amazing uh, these new technologies that you know we're able to use for the glory of God, right? Yep. So let's tell everybody who you are and what you're doing and where you're from. Um, I met you down at the at, at Goshen Farm, where we're going to be at this evening, or yes, where sir. Pastor Lot's going to be at this evening. And yes. from what I understand, you're going to Florida this weekend, right? I am. I'll be speaking at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's church, uh, which they've been in uh, nonstop church. I don't know if you guys recall, but he was the pastor that got arrested during the initial stages of COVID. And so, um, you know, he he stayed open and, uh, you know, great man of God. And the Lord has been moving down there. Miracle signs and wonders. They've been meeting for 523 nights straight. Good so, Lord. <laughs> so I'm very excited to be down there and very expectant of what God's going to do. Yep. Yeah, I ha- I, I'm going to tell you what. He has got – I've never seen an establishment like he's got down there. It is. You've been to his office? Yeah, yeah he's got quite I'm a- telling you right now, that will blow your mind. <laughs> The, the dead animals hanging on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We were talking about that, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy what he's got. I mean, what the Lord has blessed him with down there, it just absolutely blows my mind. Yes. Well, I'll tell you something about Pastor Rodney, too. He's He's been faithful, you know, and he's been preaching the truth. He came to America as a missionary and uh, came here with almost no money with him and his wife and his family. And uh, God has just done such an amazing thing. And so he's blessing him for his faithfulness. And uh, he's the real deal. He really I've known him for a long time, you know, and, uh, you know, God's using him. He's definitely an instrument of revival in our nation right now. And and, and, and so are you. Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> Listen, you. tell tell the folks here um, about yourself. You you from that Na- are you not from Nashville, but that's where you are now. Now, so the long story short, I'll, I'll give you the, the kind of 50,000 foot level, but my name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and I pastored in California for 17 years, right? A uh, hop, skip, and a jump from Hollywood, and uh, never thought I would leave there. I was actually born in Cincinnati, but we were in California for many years, and never thought I would leave there. I was dug in with the Patriots out there, people like Pastor Jack Hibbs and Pastor Shane Eidelman and people that are just standing. There are remnant people, by the way, in California. In fact, if you look at the map, uh, it's it's a lot of red in California. But what it is is the major cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco that that make it such a blue state. Uh, but there's a lot of patriots out there. There's a, a ton of Christians and strong believers. And so we were dug in. We never thought we'd leave. Uh, then one day the Lord told me and my wife, hey, we're moving you to Nashville. And we were just like, you know, what in the world is in Nashville? You know, we had some friends out here, but we didn't have any idea uh, why God would, you know, uproot us there. And we felt so bad. We were leaving the church, which was just a great group of people. And so we we kind of felt sad about it, but we obeyed the Lord and they blessed us. And we came out here. And I'm going to tell you, Tammy, ever since we've been out here, man, the Lord has expanded the territory. I mean, we have not sat idle for one weekend. It's been amazing what he's done with the podcast and radio show and you know, I think just honoring the obedience of us coming out here, but we believe Nashville is like one of these epicenters of revival in our nation. And the Lord is doing something very powerful out here. I'm sure you've seen, uh, well, Pastor Greg Locke, he's out here. Yeah. Uh, you got, you know, Kent and Candy Christmas that are having a move of God at their church. And I can just go on and on. I mean, Mario Murillo just moved here. Um, there's so many amazing things that God's doing and bringing unity in this city. And I'll tell you, it took us many years to have that type of unity in California, but we've only been out here for two years and the city has embraced us. And uh, there's a real amazing thing that God's doing with the leaders here. There's so many, I can't name them all, but, uh, yep. but God is moving here. And so what we're seeing is that 
I call it pockets of revival, just like an Aiken out there. You know, there's certain epicenters where I feel like the Lord is moving right now. And I yep. think this thing's all going to come together and we're going to see the greatest harvest that we've ever seen in the history of the world. I really believe we're on the cusp of that. You know, it's probably been, I know it's been over a year ago that Pastor Greg Locke prophesied in that, that there's going to be a revival in the Nashville area. Yes, sir. And my brother actually moved from here back when I was in the bar business. He moved from here to go there for, for a music career. Okay. And, um, that didn't work out for him, but somehow up there in Nashville, he found the Lord. Yes. And it completely changed his life. And um, um, my whole family, I've got family there now. And okay. my brother, my brother was actually, uh, uh, was killed. He, he, he joined a group called the, um, the tribe of Judah it was okay. the biggest motorcycle ministry in the United States. And, um, Years later, he was killed in a, in a motorcycle accident. A drunk driver hit him from behind, leaving church on Good Friday. And um, and I've kind of picked up his torch, if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, me and him both was truck drivers for years. And um, we would talk all night long just to try to stay awake. We would wow. actually pass each other on the interstate. Wow. But, um, we would actually pass each other and couldn't stop and talk because we had to be where we had to be at. But he got me kind of involved with this whole, um, he woke me up many, many years ago when I started doing my own research. Yeah. And it, 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 and you would think, think about this now, probably a year or two ago, you felt like, well, this may go on in my children's lifetime, but we don't feel like it's going to go on right now. That's it right. is happening right now. Oh, yeah. Period. Everything oh. that he prof everything that he told me about, then, and, and he was on it way more than I was back in the day, but I actually picked it up and, and, uh, I miss him. We talked a lot and, and, um, but that Nashville area is where he, he found the Lord. Um, he had a lot of people had to get out of town, mm. get out of where they from. You know, I, back then I was in the bar business. He was actually, he actually worked for me, even though he's 12 years older than I was. Right. He actually run some of my businesses and, um, and I actually had to get away and move to North Carolina for a while. You got to get away. just like Jesus had to get away. That's from right. People you're used to and the people that know you to be able to absorb what the Lord has got for you. Yes. And that's, that's kind of right. like what you're doing. You moved to Nashville. Yep. Yeah, he said, be uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> just you're like exactly what you just right. said. Yeah. Exactly that... right. Until it's uncomfortable, you're not doing anything right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And just when you, you know, if you ever think you have ministry figured out, you're really not in a good place because I don't think we ever have it fully figured out. No. We have to die to our flesh daily and just be in the presence of the Lord and hear what he's saying. And so we had no idea that when we would get out here that COVID would happen. You know, we didn't That's know. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, we came to Nashville. There was a bombing in Nashville. There was a tornado, right. a major tornado that ripped through the city and we had COVID. So it was like three major events right when we got to the city. So we knew God was doing something, man. And, uh, you know, it's just been like that ever since. I mean, we've been all around the nation and, and just seeing what's happening in different cities. And uh, so many people are waking up. I was just out in San Antonio, Texas at the reawaken America tour. And I'll tell you, man, I mean, every one of there's like the fifth or sixth one of these that I've been to and uh, something happened different to him. I mean, I was out there and, and people, after I spoke, I said, if anybody needs prayer, you know, come on out, we'll be in the tent. And we were at pastor John Hagee's church. And so 
literally I went out there and I stood by my table and I'm not even kidding you from like 1230 to like maybe 430. It was nonstop. People kept coming up for prayer. Yeah. And, you know, people were getting saved and they were getting set free. And so I just want to give people another perspective because there's the media is out there and they hone in on like one thing, you know, so they're, yep. they're talking about something that happened out there. What I would, you know, I didn't even witness whatever they're talking about, but what I witnessed, my experience there was people getting set free, people getting saved, uh, people weeping. I was weeping. I really felt the presence of God. So, you know, all I can encourage people that are listening is, you know, don't always listen to the, well, the mainstream corporate media is, is basically 90% owned by six corporations and these corporations have an agenda so just, you know, make sure you always test the spirits and ask the Lord, what are you doing, Lord? What are you saying? Because uh, I actually have turned them off. I, I call them yeah. the modern day, you know, yeah, they're the modern day prophets of Baal, in my opinion, you know, and I think many yeah. of you have done the same thing, you know, so we're finding alternative sources like this show uh, yeah. where we can talk and come together and speak truth and, and really, you know, hear what God is up to. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I see the Lord moving things right now. That that's hurting a lot of people's feelings, but you got to understand God's plan is better than our plan. That's right. I see just this week, they're going to be the people losing. Uh, Prisma is a Prisma is a hospital system here locally. I don't know if they're okay. up there where you are or not, but yeah, um, they own all the local hospitals. And there is a ton of people going to be losing their jobs on the 20th yes. of this month. Yes. And me personally, I know it looks bad, but these these doctors are going to have to find another way to help us Christians without being on um, pharmacy drugs. That's right. That's you right. Know? So yeah. I see the Lord shutting down the hospitals, and and let's go back to healing by laying hands on people or healing naturally. You've never heard of anybody getting healed from anything from a doctor. In the last 40 years, being healed from something. Come on. Cancer, whatever the case may be. Yes. And I see these things. I see the Lord shutting down the mainstream media. I see the Lord shutting down these cabal-owned companies, and they're doing it to their sales. Yes. So we're going to go back to what I call the black and white days, and we're going to live off the ground. And we're going to, we're going to, you need to drive past a Walmart and go That's to the right. local, and go to the local, um, farmer's market come on and that's it right may cost you a little more money but you are supporting the family your neighbors yes. you're not supporting the cabal and right. and every day i wake up and i see these things happening and i'm happy about it yes a lot yes. of people are sad but when you get on god's plan and you pray every day for truth and you see where god is 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 splitting the the wheat from the tear yeah and you're not in a tear you you're you're happy every day that's right that's i mean right. it just gets to the point to where you know i see and i try to feel sorry for the people the doctors and stuff that are in these hospitals and mm. they're friends of mine right but let me and i tried to ask him a friend of mine the other day and i said they want you to take this to take this poison in your system to work for them yeah now Let's just say you get a, a religious exemption or whatever. Do you really still want to work for that person or that, <laughs> no. you know, cabal? So they're, they're waking up. There's some good doctors out there that are waking up and telling this truth. And, and I just see, to be honest with you, I just see it as a good thing. I see it as the Lord 
is wiping out the all the all this control that that we me and you have no control over yeah yeah it's a great perspective you're i really believe you're right man i mean what's happening is there's a major shift that's happening these things let's just think about this if president <laughs> trump would have come in got the second term now we all know what happened with the election we're not even gonna get in all that right now that's but right. what i'm saying you know but the thing is is you know if, if if god is in the middle of this it's like mike lindell's been saying you know he's using this because there's an expose like you mentioned of these corporatocracies and these these companies that are hostile to our beliefs and that are part of the cabal like you mentioned and so what we need to do and what's happening and you're one of the people that's doing this tim you know is 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 having alternative silos you know literally coming out from among them and uh you mentioned christian doctors i mean the frontline doctors have been stepping up yep. you know these people are literally uh having their jobs their licenses uh you know in, in, they're in peril i mean they're they're being threatened uh, they're going to pull their medical license i mean years of college think about what these people have to go through to become a doctor and yep. then you have the medical establishment literally operating as tyrants and saying we're going to yank your you know your credentials if you even uh, prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or <laughs> yep. you know help these people and i you know i'm president of the religious liberty coalition and all day i get phone calls from people that are sitting here that are in situations 22 years with the NYPD about to get their pension. And all of a sudden they, you know, if they don't take the job, that's it. They're out, you know, without the pension, you know, um, people that the, the doctors and the nurses that were literally hailed as the heroes in the initial stages of the pandemic, yep. these same people are now being told you're going to lose your job if you don't put this thing in your body. And the craziest thing about this, as you mentioned, you know, I don't buy into every conspiracy that's out there about it. I know some things might not be true, but the truth is from a wisdom standpoint, let's just think about this. It's a, it's a new type of technology, uh, mRNA, that one of the people that literally uh, was the creators of this technology uh, is warning that this should not be used in this way. I mean, he's been out there. He's been censored. The guy who started the PCR test is saying that that test is inaccurate in the way that they're using it. Okay, so then you got that going on. So, I mean, these are very credible people. You got virologists and people like Judy Mikovic and, you know, Dr. Tempenny. And I mean, so many people that are out there sounding the alarm, uh, you know, and, and thank God for what they're doing. Uh, but they're having they have a target on their back. So, you know, people have to really let's go to the Lord, though, and, and say, what does the Holy Spirit say? The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Are we really supposed to be, uh, you know, and by the way, I, I don't know how much I can say on here from a censorship standpoint, but there's don't things in there's things, you know, the fetal cell lines that are yep. in these things and they want to hide that. And if you even talk about it, they say you're like a, you know, a, yep. a, a threat, you know. But, you know, as a Christian, we have to look at all these things and say now, you know, people say, well, Pastor Todd, I already got it. OK, if you got it, you got it. But at this point, just go to the Lord and say, Lord, please cover my body. Please make, you know, the Lord can do that. I've seen him heal cancer. I've seen him, you know, people get out of wheelchairs. So the Lord will cover you. But if you haven't got it, just use wisdom and think about this from a short term perspective. You got the VAERS reporting. VAERS is saying that, you know, 20,000 people have died. We know that that's probably like 1% at the very least 10%. So yep. probably over 100,000 people have died, okay, in the United States from it. Then there's the adverse, you know, reactions, which are in the hundreds of thousands. Some people very serious autoimmune. Um, so from a wisdom standpoint, and that's just the initial part. You know, people have died within 14 days of taking it. Sometimes they don't even count that as a vaccine death. They have the, uh, you know, the vaccine court, which protects these pharmaceutical companies. And so you can't even go after them from a liability standpoint. And so looking at all this and not even knowing 
the long-term effect, you know, and what will happen maybe a year, two years. I don't want to put fear in anybody's heart. Again, if you've taken it, you know, cover yourself by the blood of Jesus. And I believe you're going to be okay. But the truth is, is we just need to be wise. This is, this is unconstitutional. It's, it's absolute insanity. I think it's a precursor to the mark. Uh, and you know, it's time to wake up. It's high time that we, as the body of Christ and all, all patriots and Americans, this isn't even a Republican or Democrat thing. This is a freedom thing. Our founders believed in something called unalienable rights, which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They believe, and I believe that these light, these rights were given to us, not by government, but by God. God. And we have to protect us. They said, we're going to give you a Republic if you can keep it. And this generation has been put in this position, a very unique time period where either we stand now or it's kind of like the 1930s Germany, you know, where guys like Dietrich Bonhoeffer were sounding the alarm. He ended up giving his life uh, because not enough people stood up. But we have an opportunity. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. But we have an opportunity to have a different type of, uh, you know, conclusion here. If we stand up now, we push back and we understand what's going on from a spiritual standpoint. So, it's high time the church gets involved. There can't just be a couple of pastors and a couple of people out there because it's really easy to target those people. We need more people to stand up. What we just saw in Virginia, Tim, is the mama bears and the papa bears that got out there and literally took that state. And I'm telling you, if we can replicate that around the country, we're going to be unstoppable. If you can save your community, you can save America. That's right. Period. If you start with the school boards and move up, and um, what I was talking about earlier, that deal with the uh, pastor's gathering, yeah, you're welcome to come. We would love to have that taken care of. To, uh, basically, it's the pastors. And I went up there because it did, it's really not taking hold in South Carolina. And I've got a handful down that are going to go with me to North Carolina. But um, there's so many there's so many of them out there that are, let's just call them still cowards, yes. that are scared. And, uh, and I truly believe that these pastors, if they speak out that their denomination, the denomination, not the, not the, not the uh, congregation, but the nomination is going to, is going to run them off. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of them out here that already know they've already shared with me that they know if they keep on doing what they're doing, they're going to have to find another building. You know, you know, you know what? So be it, because when we, we took a, a, an oath to God and, and to stand for truth and for the entirety of the word of God. And yep. we can't worry about what a denomination, you know, if the denomination is trying to handcuff us from speaking the truth. And, uh, you know, then maybe, you know, I mean, honestly, why would you be a part of that? You know, come out from among them. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people leave some of these big denominations because of just what you said. They own the yep. building. They threaten you. Well, you know what? If it's that, if that's what it's about, then you know, hey, take your building. You know, we'll go get another building. Uh, exactly. but, you know, if the Lord is we, look what happened to us. I mean, we had to leave California. The Lord had a plan. We didn't know why we were leaving, you know, but we left. We had left this beautiful church, this beautiful building, but God had a plan. He, 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 because of the obedience, you know, he expanded the territory and we had no job. I had no nothing. I mean, I was just going out, being obedient to what the Lord said. And he's, I mean, he's taken care of every need and expanded the territory and took it from, you know, I had a church of, you know, maybe a hundred, 200 people that would come on a weekly basis. I mean, it wasn't a yep. big church. And, and now, you know, the Lord has expanded the territory. So it's all him, all glory to God. And so I believe if you show up, it's like Isaiah chapter six, you say, send me Lord, I'll go. And you yep. show up 
and the Lord will anoint you and he will increase. And it's all about him. It's not about us. This isn't about a ministry name or a person. This is about a move of the Holy Spirit, an end time move of God in our nation. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So if the church rises up and does what we're supposed to do and be the head and not the tail, that's it. I mean, the spirit of God is with us. And, and this nation was, was founded on a covenant. It was a, a covenant. The believers, the people that came together, that broke away from tyranny and came together. The first speaker of the house was a former pastor. Uh, yep. You know, the Aiken Bible was the first Bible that was literally approved by the Congress of the United States. People try to say separation of church and state. That was a letter to the Danbury Baptist Church saying that government would stay out of the church's business. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the founders would be appalled at some of the yep. things that are happening right now in our country. They say, what do you mean separation of church and state? The church needs to be in everything, including governance. And if we if we're not there, then there's a vacuum. And that's how this small group of radicals are trying to take over this country. And so yep. this is this pivotal crossroads moment where either we stand up and we push back or we're going to have a communist country. Let's just be honest. Let me ask you this. If you could, it, and I know plenty of them, if you could have one thing to say to a pastor that is afraid to get involved, what would you say right now? I'd say we're going to all stand before the throne of glory one day, and we're going to have to be accountable. And so, you know, the Bible says pastors, people that are leaders in the body are held to a higher standard. So higher, you know, so we're going to have to stand. I, you know, I fear the Lord and it's not a bad fear. It's a good fear. It's a healthy fear, you know, but the thing is, is that that's who I serve. I don't, I don't serve man. You know, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So the thing is, is we have to choose this day whom we serve. This is a spiritual battle between light versus darkness. That's what we're dealing with. It's not political. It's spiritual. Look what they're trying to do to the kids. They're indoctrinating them. They're, 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 they're curriculums. Have you seen some of these curriculums? They're, they're oh, borderline, yeah. borderline pornography. They're telling us that, that one. Ain't borderline. That, that ain't borderline. That is. It is. Right. It is pornography. I mean, I mean you, you can't know. even put the pictures up here on this video. It's no. crazy. Exactly. I mean, it's it's wild. Then they're saying that one group of people is the oppressor oppressor of another group of people, and they're pinning people against each other. Well, that's classic Cloward and Piven. That's classic rules for radicals. They're literally following their playbook, which is dedicated, by the way, to Lucifer. The rules for radicals. You know, so this is what we're up against. It's a spiritual battle. So if a pastor doesn't want to do anything, and they're just going to pretend like it's 1999, then honestly, I would suggest you get out of the ministry. I mean, just right. you know, do something else. You know, if you want to be a motivational speaker, be a motivational, just be real. But if you want yeah. to get in this fight, the battle versus light versus darkness for the very soul of this nation, then we're going to have to stand up. It's period. I'm going to tell you something that I bet you've never done. You got your phone in front of you? I do. I want you to Google something for me. Okay. I want you to Google Joe Biden bus. Okay. Joe Biden bus. Okay, got it. All right, go to images. Okay. What's it say on the side of that bus? Uh, I see a few of them. It says the soul of the nation. Wow. Battle for the battle. soul of the nation. My goodness, man. There you they go. They tell us what they're doing right there unbelievable wow i have not seen that but i mean that yep. is exactly it it's it's like the enemy shows us exactly you know that's what they oh do. exactly have you ever been to the georgia godstones yes and people I need mean, to understand that man and that's exactly what we're seeing play out right now and it's not a conspiracy you know here's the thing tim we we study you're a researcher i i heard you speak man i mean you're you're a very articulate speaker by the way i really enjoy what you said and you know what? That's you know, we have that connection. And, and the truth is, man, is this is exactly what's going on. 
you know, people try to label there's weaponized words that they use conspiracy theorists. You know, it's a weaponized word. And what it's meant to do is it's meant to make people fearful of saying anything yep. against the narrative. Yeah, you know, they put out a narrative. And how many times has their narrative changed, by the way? I mean, if you if you were living on CNN or MSNBC, they've changed the story like 10 times. Remember, it wasn't from the Wuhan lab. There was no funding. There was no gain of function. All that stuff, it came from the wet market. And then how many times have they moved it? You know, what was it, uh, 15 days to slow the spread? We're in like, what, year two now? I mean, this yep. is unbelievable, <laughs> man. So, you yep. know, who's really been telling the truth? Now, I'm, I'm not saying we get it right 100% of the time, but our credibility is way better than the mainstream corporate media. So what they do is they demonize, they attack, they use weaponized words, they try to put fear. But here's the thing, as more and more people wake up and more and more people go to the source documents and more and more people research and see what's actually going on, the facts are the facts. The truth is the truth. And the Bible says the truth sets the captive free. So we're not we're yep. not spreading any lies or conspiracy. In fact, I'm very careful what I say because I know they're going to try to demonize me and I know they're going to try to use it against me. But the things that we're saying are researched and factual, you know? Yep. Yeah, it's one thing about it is what I like about me is I don't claim to be a pastor or a politician because I'm not running for anything. Right. So I can't piss you off and there's really nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <clears throat> But I will say this, if I if I have any title and you've not seen this used in a, in a long time, I would be a disciple. Yes. I want to bring people to Christ. Yes. But I'm going to give you my opinion and I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And and if I have a gift, it is to bring people together. And another thing is too is I break it down where people like me that are not educated, country folk, redneck can understand what's going on in our country because they try to throw they try to throw this whole deal out there and throw us off on left field. And there is a lot of delusions out here, especially in the mainstream news. Yeah. That I promise you, if some major story comes out, they are covering up another story. Yes. So you have to look, and it's just old criminal stuff. I'm gonna burn the I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the gas station down while I robbed a bank. That's right. That's exactly it's very the 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 criminal mind does not change after the the criminal mind. It don't matter what level you are as a criminal is still a criminal mind. That's right. And I can see it just as plain as day. The Democrat and the rhinos are basically, they, they throw something out there for you. Look over here and I'll give you an example. Do you know the day that gay marriage came legal? Do you know the day that happened? I don't know the specific day. No. It was the day of the funeral of the folks that was shot in Charleston. Wow. Wow. Obama was at the funeral. Yes. And that was the very same day that gay marriage became legal in America. Wow. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's there's a lot of misdirection. Like you said, they try to control the narrative. And so on a day where there's something that was really big, like the symposium with Mike Lindell and things like that, there's yep. always there's always another thing that that you know takes the news and sucks the air out of the news cycle they did it with president trump all the time they done, I, you're exactly right you know what was that day? yeah that I was mean, um what happened that day i was at the cyber symposium so i didn't get to see but there was some major happened that day yeah of course there was and we knew something big was going to happen because that's what they do every time there's a shooting there's this there's that and what happens is they go there live and then that's it it sucks the air out of the news cycle and president trump what they used to do to him and i was you know part of his overall prayer team and what they would do is, is that every Friday they would drop a hit piece 
and and it would be like the Washington Post or CNN or you know they would kind of BuzzFeed. It would depend on and and they would drop it, and then that all the whole weekend they would replay it over and over in the news cycle. It was it was like clockwork. And yep. you know, ninety nine percent of the time, and we're finding this out now with the Russian collusion, delusion, and all that stuff, is that it was a fake story. But That's they right. would they would have the talking heads talking over and over and over. And they and if you repeat a lie enough, people start believing it. They start believing that it's it's a psychological warfare operation, you know. And so that's what they do. And so the people that are onto this stuff and that get it, they demonize you. They go after because they don't want more people waking up. They're terrified. Listen, when we go to these patriot rallies around the country and different things, people say, well, "Why does a pastor go?" Well, why wouldn't a pastor go? You know, yep. if people are hungry and and they want to hear the truth and i have an opportunity to come and speak the truth of jesus christ and the gospel why would i say no unless the holy spirit says don't go right but that's I right tell you, man, i mean we were going to some state capitals and different things like pastor Locke did as well and yep. i will tell you man uh some of those things were there was more holy spirit there i hate to say it than in some churches and yep. uh you know i would go down afterwards and just be praying for people and praying for people and you know and so how can i deny as someone who loves jesus you know, that God is moving in these ways when I'm seeing it tangibly right there happening. And so there's a move that's happening. So that's why there's this major spiritual battle. And by the way, in December on the first, there's going to be uh, at SCOTUS, they're talking about abortion and we could actually see Roe v. Wade overturned. You know, that's what we've been praying really? for. You know, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing what's going to be now. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but we're praying, we're fasting and we're believing that this could be a pivotal day in our nation. And so we're going to be having the national day of repentance on that same day where churches from all over the nation are, are getting together and repenting before the Lord and calling upon the name of the Lord. Cause the Bible says, call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. So we're calling upon the name of the Lord as a nation and repenting and believing that they're going to overturn this horrible piece of legislation that has just uh, absolutely plagued our nation, the murder of the innocent where millions of babies have been slaughtered. And yet they don't even talk about it. Do you know, Tim in New York city in Manhattan, there's more African-American babies that are killed on an annual basis than there are that are born. That I mean, talk, talk about genocide. Talk about racism, you know, and Margaret Sanger, she was a eugenicist. I mean, she was, uh, you know, she was racist. So doesn't yeah. that make sense when you hear things like that and you think, well, look at the fruit of what she started, Planned Parenthood, and look at the death of the innocent. So, you know, imagine if that was overturned and that stain in our nation uh, began to go the other direction. And so I believe that's part of this revival and the move of God that God wants to do here because this nation is, is meant to be that shining city on the hill. We're meant to be sending missionaries out around the world. We're meant to support Israel. We're meant to do certain things, but we've gotten off course. So this is that pivotal moment where we either stand up and we change and we repent and we turn from our wicked ways or we continue down this path of moral depravity and we see judgment because I think we're in a reprieve still, but eventually that will be lifted and we could go into captivity like the children of Israel. So the, the pastors, the people of God, we have to understand that's, that's how crucial and critical and important this time period is. And yep. so, you know, the, the, the Bible says in second Chronicles seven fourteen that if, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. And so we need to turn from our wicked ways and repent. And that's what I call the recipe for revival. And if we follow that step and we do that, and, and I, I'm beginning to see it where people are doing this. If we do it, the Lord is going to spare our land. And I believe we're going to see the greatest period in the history of this nation because it's a, a great spiritual awakening. I feel exactly the same way, but I don't. I, here's the thing about it is being filled with the Holy Spirit, it don't worry me none, mm. if that makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out here that are worried. And and I've had things happen to me. I had my building, my business burnt down on 9-11 of last year. Wow. And I lost a half a million dollars in that one night. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. If that wouldn't happen, I say I was married to that business. What I, what I do is I get businesses up and going. And I turn, and basically we get people to manage them and, and, and run them. But this right here, I was kind of married to it. It was a new thing. I hadn't <laughs> right. done. I was it was a battery business, and um and we was going statewide with this battery business, delivering and installing golf cart batteries in in everybody's golf carts and cars and everything, buses. Right. And the business burnt down. And that morning, the, the night before I went to bed, I asked my wife, "I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow." And it was on 9-11, so I figured if they, if we was going to have some kind of false flag or whatever the case may be, I didn't know it was going to be directed at me, if you understand. Wow, the yeah. That I had the night before. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call from the fire department, and they told me I jumped up, ran in, and um, I was underinsured because you never think that, you know, that um, – right that these things are going to happen. Sure. But anyway, but if that wouldn't happen to me, I wouldn't be on here right here with you now. Yeah, that's true. And you know how much I've traveled. I mean, yes. I mean, we, we've never, me and you've never seen each other at our hometowns. That's right. <laughs> that's true. That's like Pastor Greg. I always see Greg in a different city, even though we're from Nashville. Both of us, I see him all over the country. Hey, um, I don't believe he can sleep now unless he's got wheels under him rolling. I'm telling you, man, he's I've got a lot seen, of energy. I've never seen nobody travel like that. We was in Florida, and I got there the day before he showed up, and I had my grandson there, and everybody been praying for my grandson, and um. So I called him up. And I said, "Hey, I want you to see Carter." He said, "Okay, I'll see you in a few minutes." Well, he didn't know that I was in Florida and he was in uh, Illinois. Okay. At another event, but he was still going to be at the one that I was at the next day. Right. Yeah. Do you understand? I do understand. And I'm sitting here thinking, I have no idea. I mean, I know we spend more time with him than he does his family now. You know. <laughs> And yeah. it just blows my mind. I used to drive a thousand miles a day when I was a truck driver. Wow. And um, just to the challenge to me. And I ain't got nothing on Greg Law. Now he's, he's got energy from the Lord, man. I mean, I call, I just like, man, I just, every time I say, I say, make sure you get some rest, Greg. Just make sure you get a little bit of rest. It, it, blows, it absolutely blows my mind. It blows my mind that, that <laughs> it does. <laughs> Well, you know, and I want to address what you said, too, because I think it's important. But, you know, you okay. mentioned something and you said, uh, you know, what was meant for evil will be turned around for good. You know what, what he did with your business and, and using that for his glory. And I have a crazy story about 23 years ago. I was in Granada Hills, California, and I was stabbed nine times. And one of them was in the heart. And so I was I was left for dead. And the guy that stabbed me, he came to and he realized, oh, my gosh, I'm going to murder this guy. And he picked me up and he put me in my own car with his girlfriend. And they drove me to the hospital. And if they didn't do that, I would have died, you know. So the Lord used that. And on the way to the hospital, I went to the presence of the Lord. And I knew that the Lord was saying, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, Lord, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to make sure that you're sold out for me. And you got to tell everybody that I'm real. And I said, yes, Lord, I'll do that. And, and you know, it was kind of my send me, I'll go moment. You know, my Isaiah chapter six, you yep. know, in the presence of the most high. 
when I woke up, I was in the, in the, you know, in the hospital and the nurse was looking down and she says, son, you should not be alive. And I said, I know, you know? And so from that point on, I, I went to seminary, I became a pastor and the rest is history. But I tell you that because that could have been the worst thing ever, which it was, but the Lord turned it around for his glory. And I ended up using that as the ministry launcher, really. I mean, that was the thing that God did as my Damascus road encounter. And uh, until this day, I, I, you know, I share that testimony and the Lord get, you know, uses that to get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. And so, you know, we, I, I say it's the best of times and the worst of times at the same time, because while yeah. the world is going crazy and while things are, you know, being exposed and we're seeing pure evil and, you know, we know it's a spiritual battle, but the Lord is with us. I call it the righteous remnant. Those that are willing to stand, those that truly want to serve him, that hunger and thirst for righteousness, he's with us. And, and the Bible says he's with us even until the end of the age. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. So we have the Lord and the anointing, and it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. That's what we need right now. And so I'm not worried either. You're right. I mean, it's it's the Lord is with us. And you know what? The church is going to be here until he comes. And then he'll take us out of here, but we're going to be here and we're going to occupy until he comes. Cause that's what the word of God says and his favor and his blessing is on us. And so we don't have to live in fear and we don't have to be afraid and make sure that you're not just, you know, dwelling in all the negative and, you know, listen, that gets a lot of people that are researchers, really good people, patriots, but you research so much that you're not spending time in the secret place and you got to make sure to fill your soul and feed your soul and spend time yeah. in the secret place. And then you'll be like Tim. What he just said was exactly right, man. I mean, that's it. You know, even though things are going crazy, we feel the peace that passes understanding. We I'm going to tell you, I, yeah. I've never felt this much peace in my life. And seeing seeing this all come together, if you think about this, we've been taught that, that Revelations was a threat hmm. to be scared. Yes. And I'm not scared at yeah. all that's whatsoever. But one thing I want to touch on that you mentioned, and, and we have not discussed this, so I may be throwing you under the bus. That's okay. All right. You said you went to seminary. Yes, sir. What have you learned since you've been out in the world that is not exactly accurate about what you was taught in seminary? Well, that is a great question. I'm so glad you asked that because a lot of the seminaries, very unfortunately, have been infiltrated. Yeah. And so they're they're very similar to what we're seeing in the educational institutions. You know, most people wouldn't understand this, but it's that it's that bad where, you know, so the, luckily and praise God. I mean, I think it was his favor, but I went to uh, King's College and Seminary and I had some great teachers and professors. But one of the things that you probably won't <laughs> learn in seminary is spiritual warfare and deliverance and, uh, you know, some of the key tools like discernment that yep. we need. We need to be operating in. So. What I see, and I'm just going to be honest about this, is people that haven't gone to seminary but have the calling of God on their life and have answered the call and said yes and hungered and thirst for righteousness and went into the word and, and really are hearing from the Holy Spirit, they're more equipped than many people that just are book readers, yes, exactly right. you know, that just have read the books and they're like, okay, this is this is ministry. And so they have to follow like, you know, because one of the things they teach in, in seminary is like, you know, how to put a sermon together, you know, and all these different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, I've learned, man, it's better to just go in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and let the Lord speak and use me, you know, and, and I'm just a vessel. And so uh, you, you brought up a great point because I want to make it clear. You don't have to go to seminary, but what you do need to do is study yourself to be approved. And so you got to know the word of God. And that's where the enemy tries to trap us is because yep. there's a lot of people that don't know the word 
And the word, the, the Bible says faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. So, right. you know, you mentioned something earlier too: mentorship, discipleship. These <laughs> things are key. Accountability. Um, if you want to be in this for the long run, accountability is key. You know, you got to, the Lord will send you people like my brother here that I'm sure, man, if you needed something or if I needed something, I could call you and I could share something with you and you're mature yep. enough in Jesus to, to not, you know, use that against me or try to smear me, but you would pray with me and we would walk through it as brothers in Christ, you know? And so this is what we need uh, because there is sin that has been uh, unfortunately kind of overlooked that's happening in the body. Many, many pastors, very sad, addicted to pornography, um, you know, things that are being unaddressed. And so accountability is very key and uh, we've got to get out the leaven. The Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And we don't want right. to be like, we don't, we don't want to be the church of Laodicea. We want to be the church of Philadelphia. You know, we want to be walking under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so in order for us to do that, we have to be set apart and walking in a, in a spirit of repentance, you know, where we're able to say, hey, look, I want to get this area of sin out of my life. You know, not because I can be perfect because I can't. Only right. Jesus was perfect. But what we can do is we can die to our flesh daily. So I think that's one of the best questions in any interview that I've had recently that you just asked. Well, I want to I want to address one thing about deliverance. Deliverance, folks, it, it it don't stop you from sinning. No. It lets you recognize the sin and gives you an opportunity to to not do it. It makes you stronger. Like if you have addiction, smoking, porn, uh, whatever the case may be, you know, it, and and through the through deliverance you recognize these things and then you feel more convicted to not do these things. You're not perfect by no means. That's right. But I believe that through deliverance and, and where we're going tonight, uh, Pastor Henry, um, he has a deliverance ministry. Yes. Very powerful and, uh, man of God. It yes. has to be an individual one-on-one -on -one deal. I mean, I've seen him do it on the radio before, but I believe the one-on-one -on -one where you can confess your sins sitting there with a pastor or a friend that knows what they're doing, it will completely change your life. Yes. I'm going to tell you, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit probably eight years ago now. And immediately the Lord had me to study ex-Satanist. Wow. And from the 1500s all the way to now. And what I've done is I took their stories and I matched everything in their stories that each one of them said, like being possessed by demons and, and, you know, pagan holidays, the whole deal. I mean, but the Lord wanted me to know who the enemy was. Hmm. So what I've done is I put their playbook out there. There's always ex Satanists, you know, this, oh, yeah. that you can go back and look at it, but you don't take one of them. You don't take one of them's opinion or one of them's story. You take the what matches up in each story. These Satanists, these ex-Satanists didn't know each other. Right. So you got to take little pieces and put your truth together. Yes. It, it may be, you know, I don't know what you've studied on, but, you know, you find a subject that the Lord will put you on. And then I had a thing going on in my life where I had to witness to somebody that felt like they was hearing from the Lord or hearing from dead people. Oh, yeah. And they thought it was a gift from God, and that is absolutely not in the Bible. No, no. Or nowhere near the Bible. Matter of fact, it's anti-Bible. That's right. And 
So after I witnessed to that person about that particular deal, then I, then the let's just call the uh, the infatuation with studying that subject went away. Hmm. Then I moved on to other subjects. If mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But the Lord will prepare you, and you don't even know what you're being prepared for. That's right. That's right. I mean, I mean, you'll be studying on some or doing something, or and the Lord will drag you through a swamp to show you that, boy, that was a swamp, and you need to know that's a swamp. Boy, that's a Jezebel that just robbed you or yes. done you wrong. Yes. So now you know what a Jezebel looks like. That's right. That's right. So don't think that when you become a Christian that you're going to know everything. Oh, no. No, you're, you, when you become a Christian, I look at Christianity like education. <laughs> you start out in elementary or preschool. Yes. Now, when you graduate, you are with the Lord, but you never graduate until then. That's right. Now, you educate yourself and be a, you know, a professor. But you never graduate through your whole life. You got to understand. But what you have to do is you have to be a mentor to these other folks yes. that are under you, and do not bash them for not knowing what you know. That's right. And that is the biggest problem I've seen with the church is is somebody who has addiction or somebody who has a problem they want to bash them and they forget all about their own problems that's right that's right a lot of that going on man i mean it's like the bible says you know they look at the speck in your eye instead of the plank in their own you know and exactly there's, there's a lot of that going on i mean look two believers should be able to always come to some type of agreement there's there's a protocol that god has put in where you go to the person and then, you know, if the person, you know, doesn't listen, then you take them to the elders. And then if they don't, you know, there's a whole protocol and God sets this whole up so that we can be set up for success. I see people bashing each other, attacking each other. And the world yep. is watching, you know, the world is like and, and there's people that would probably want to be Christian because they're seeing that, you know, the world is going crazy and they're looking for answers. But then they watch the, these Christians and they're like, well, I don't want that, you know. So we have to understand we got to be a witness and a testimony, like you said, and you know, have the love of Christ, but deal with these things because if a pastor's in the ministry and he doesn't even know about deliverance, I mean, that's like insane. Hey, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. And much as I hate to say it, I have met a lot. I'm going to go ahead and call them out. A lot of Baptist preachers. Yeah. That absolutely have no clue. Oh, it's I'm bad sure. when I can't spell the word education, but I got more education in Christ than they do. And then I can call them out on stuff. And they just sit there, you know, oh, 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 and they have no answers. Yeah. And then I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm telling you every denomination. That's right. I believe, and I'm going to go ahead and speak out here. There's a cabal running, just like what you said about the seminaries. I call them cemetery mm. because it's a dead gospel. All right. That same cabal, that same control is running the denominations. The, if you understand what I'm saying, I do. and they don't want you to learn about deliverance, they don't want you to learn about the truth. Only thing they want, and they will not offend you because that's gonna that's gonna affect their pocketbook. Sure, sure. Well, if they run it like a corporation or a business, which many are run that way, and then you take the spirit out, you know, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Well, yep. if, you, if you take the spirit out. What do you have? You don't have freedom. You know, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in our country. We need the spirit of the living God. You know, it's not about a denomination because there's no denominations in heaven. I know some people from the Catholic background that are more spirit filled than some Pentecostals. Some, yeah. 
you know, because it's about an encounter. You have to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's and like right. you said, you know, they, there may be people that are saved, but if they stay at level one and they're still drinking milk and they never go deeper and they don't have a prayer life and they don't get into the word and they're just, you know, all they do is go to Sunday service and lift their hands and put in the time card. And then the rest of the week, you couldn't even tell if they're a Christian or not. You know, what is that? You know, we need, I mean, people should know the Bible says, you know, them by their fruit, there should be fruit. And, and the fruit is, is, you know, there's ministry faith without works is dead. So what we're seeing is we're seeing a rising remnant. That's what I like to call it. And people say, why do you use that word? I'm just saying, you know, come out from among them, organized religion. We're, We're talking about an encounter with the living God. We're talking about people that are hungering and thirsting for righteousness that are filled with the Holy spirit that are about his business. And, and if we get into that flow and we're doing that and, and, and it's all about the Lord, I mean, look, he opens the doors. People say, what's the secret sauce, Pastor Todd? You know, how did it, you know what it is? It's, <laughs> it's just spending time in the, in the presence of the most high and, and, and yep. hearing him and being about his business. Cause every day he'll give you marching orders every day. He'll make look us two connected. It's a divine appointment. He connects you with, with other like-minded people. And, and, and uses it for his glory. And it's not about us. It's about him. And so that's the, you know, if you want a secret sauce, that's it. I mean, just yep. be about the Lord's business. Show up, say, send me, I'll go, uh, you know, spend time in the secret place, go into the word of God and go deeper in your faith and everything else. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then these things will be added unto you. And that's what it is. Right. And you know what? It's like the parable of the talents. If he's given you a blessing and you buried it, well, then that's going to be it. But if he's given you the blessing, like he's given you an entrepreneurial talent, that's an anointing. That's a gift. And that's why you were able to rebuild. And every time it's, it's, you know, the Lord meets you because that's a gifting. You're walking out in a marketplace anointing and a calling. You have several giftings, but that's one of them. You know, there's favor on you. And so that, that, that comes from the spirit. You know, that's and people don't get it. And they say, well, you know, God's not in the miracle working business. Well, you can't tell me that because he saved me from being stabbed nine times. I've seen it personally hundreds of times where people got out of wheelchairs and people's eyes have been healed and ears have been healed and cancers left the body and the doctors were shocked. So I just don't buy it. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm seeing his believing. Look, I've seen it too many times. He wants yep. to move and he wants to move in our nation right now. And so I don't, I don't understand how somebody could be in the quote unquote ministry and not want these things and not be operating in these things. But unfortunately, that is the case in many places. That's exactly right. I'm going to tell you something. When you get a relationship with Christ and you start being obedient, just like you, Todd, going to Nashville. And I mean, the Lord told me I need to go to the border because I wanted to see what was real and what wasn't. Yeah. When I went to the border and seen them children and seen, seen our um, border patrol having to, not wanting to, but having to welcome these people into this country because their authorities told them to. Right. All these rumors that I heard about, don't worry about it, Trump's in control. That went out the door because if Trump was in control of that border, I'd never vote for him That's again. right. That's right. Exactly. So, and I was the only one that went. You know, everybody had an opportunity to go. We had special ops guys that went down with us. I stood there on the border, got drone footage, looked at the whole deal. And these people say it. They told me that it wasn't this way when the last administration was in. No, not at that all. They arrested these people. They sent them back. They didn't even try to come over because they knew what was going through. That's right. And, and but what I want to tell you is, is I was obedient to go there. And the Lord keeps on and keeps on and keeps on opening doors. 
like Mike Lindell calling me himself and inviting me to Cyber Symposium. That's awesome. You know, why do you want this redneck that can't spell education up there? But I, he know, I'm going to tell the truth. Yes. And I'm not going to alter it, and I don't care who I piss off. I'm not running for election. <laughs> you know? That's but anyway, right. I want you to tell everybody where you're going to be at this weekend. Yeah. It's a, um, the River Church. Yes. Very exciting. Um, so, you know, I'm saying there, you know, I really believe God has shown us. And I think, you know, Aiken, South Carolina is one of these places, but there's there's revival epicenters that are happening right now. People say, you know, is revival happening? You know, revival is new life and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so what we're seeing is certain places where the, the Lord is moving. And one of them is at the River Church down there in uh, Tampa. And like I said, I think it's like night 523 tonight of nonstop service and people are getting saved, set, pre-healed and delivered. And that's, what's going to be happening this Sunday. So we're expecting, and I'll be down there at six o'clock. I'll be there in the morning too. So I'm going to be there all day, but I'm going to be speaking at night, but uh, you can go to revival.com and uh, find out information about Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's church. You go to coconado.com, which is up on the screen right now and get in touch with us. We'd love to meet you. And uh, we're, we're going all around the country. Uh, I'm going to be in Dallas next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Pastor Locke's down there in Aiken tonight, and I believe the Lord's going to move in a powerful way. And so they just, just called me. Clay just called me a while ago. I guess I'm going to go to Dallas myself. Come on, man. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going awesome. down there with the radio station. You know, I said I wasn't going to go anywhere else, but <laughs> it's good to go learn and bring that information back to you folks at home. That's right. So, I'm I'm not gonna go speak. I'm gonna go with the radio station. Um, I don't know what the deal is. They, people don't like to hear what I got to say, but they keep on giving me the microphone. <laughs> no, but you're speaking truth, man. And yeah, you know what? That's what that's what it is. And uh, you know, and so I, I'm so excited you're gonna be there, and, and the Lord's gonna use you there, man. And, and I'm telling you, you know, people are walking around and they got questions. You know, a lot of things that people don't understand. You know, like what was happening at Pastor Hagee's church is that there's people that are seeking. You know, they, yep. just, they, they just came because, you know what, they're looking and they're like, hey, there's inflation. Hmm, my gas just doubled my, you know, I'm trying to buy the groceries, the groceries are what's going on, you know? And so they're seeking and they're finding people that are speaking truth and then they're coming and then all of a sudden the spirit of God moves and they get saved. And, you know, and so that's what's happening. So anyway, very exciting. And I'm super excited. You're going to be there, man. We'll, we'll definitely have to hang out. Yeah. Let me invite you to this. I don't know where you're going to be at on the, the uh, 29th. Okay. But this is the pastor's gathering, and I'm telling you right now, it is taking hold. They have over 2,500 members. That wow. is Monday, November 29th, Monday, wow. November 29th. And um, only thing you got to do is Google. I don't have the website with me. Pastor's gathering. Go there, register, because they buy your lunch, and they just want to know how many people are going to show up. Okay. And what they're doing is they're showing, they're showing the pastors how to get involved in their local communities and get their congregations involved with the local elections. I want to tell you something, folks. Virginia is the proof that we can do it. Yeah. We can right. go, we, we can come together and watch our own polls. Yes. And 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 control. Don't worry about the nation, worry about your community. That's if right. everybody would can would worry about their community and changing their school board and get this perversion out of their schools and get these corporate corporate dollars out of their communities we, we would have to worry about the nation the nation would not even be would not even be, look here there ain't nothing i'm gonna be able to do about new york no i can't you know i mean there's nothing we gotta we gotta go to where we know people that's right and influence them 
That's right. You know, there's going to, I promise you, before this is over with, before Trump comes back, you're going to, it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's right. And, and if I there, heard it, from a Trump. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, 100%. It. It, and when we, we start flexing our muscles, they're going to show us, they're going to flex their muscles. So get used to it. Get used to it, folks. It ain't going to, I'm not worried about it because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. But, my question is, is if you're worried about it, why are you worried about it? Why are you worried about it? I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I got faith in God. Yes. Period. But I just want to go over them a couple things. And uh, don't forget tonight at 630. It is not 730. It is 630. This whole changing of the times it, it, right there about Knoxville got me all mixed up. But anyway, it is 630 Eastern time tonight. And I think that's about it. All right. Um, Pastor Todd, if you would close us out in prayer. And yes. then, then, then I'm going to have to hit the road, buddy. All right, man. Well, I enjoyed being on with you and appreciate you and the ministry that God has you up to. And so, Lord, we just want to thank you so much. And uh, we do want to cover this uh, meeting at the barn there with uh, Jeremy and uh, Michelle. And, and thank you for letting them use this facility for your glory. We feel your presence there. We know that you want to move there. And with Pastor Locke being down there tonight, I just pray that you'd use it, Lord God, in such a powerful way that not only would that community be rocked, but the entire state and even reverberate to the nation, Lord God. And so we just thank you. And we thank you for what you're going to do this weekend down in Florida and Tampa and what you're doing all over this country. And I pray that each and every person that's listening would hear those words, that we would not operate in a spirit of fear but we'd operate in power and of love and of a sound mind and know that we're called for a time as this, that you're with us even until the end of, end of the age. And that, Lord, you, you've given us hope in a future. Your promise is yes and amen. And Lord God, let us stand up, rise up, occupy, and, and walk in the calling that you have given us. It's not a mistake that we're alive in this time. And I thank you for Tim. I pray that you just bless and favor him as you have already done. Continue to expand the territory. And we thank you for this radio show and this podcast. And Lord, let people just hear these words of truth. And let it resonate in their heart. And let them have hope because, as he was saying, we have a peace that passes understanding. And so we give it to you. We want to be about your business. We say, send me, I'll go. We're showing up, Lord God, and we're giving you all the glory. And, Lord, I pray that you change this nation and that the soul of this nation wouldn't be on a bus, Lord God, but turn back to you, Lord God, that we repent and we turn back to giving all glory to you, Jesus, who are our King of kings and our Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, brother, and I will see you, I guess, I'll see you in Dallas. Yes, sir. We'll see you soon, man, and appreciate you. God bless you guys. See you now. Thank you. Making a difference in America is my goal, and I'm sure it's your goal or you wouldn't be here for any other reason. Hello, I'm Pastor Shane Vaughn, known as Professor Toto, because of our love for truth and our love for America. We've created a community of patriots, true patriots, that believe that America is first and that believes we should make America great again. I am personally inviting you to join that community. It's called TAPS, tapsamerica.com. It's a community where people gather together. We gather our resources. 
We gather our encouragement. We gather our strength. And together we fight against the left, the lies, the tyranny, and we need more members. We launched TAPS a month ago. I'm recording this for you in the month of October 2022. In that month, we have gained 4,000 new members, and we need to get to 100,000 by next year. Every member combines their resources to help candidates from the Patriot Movement get into office, from the school board to the White House. We are going to take your help that you give us every month, $20, put it in a combined pool, and distribute that by your votes every year to school board members, now all the way up to governors, and yes, our beloved president, Donald Trump. With your help, we increase our resources and we increase our reach. We're developing an app. It's called the TAPS app. On that app, you will be assigned into a pod. It is in that pod where you will get notifications every day of upcoming legislation that needs your attention. Maybe there's a rally or a protest in your area. You will know all about it. Maybe you need to make an emergency call to a senator. You're going to know what to do, when to do, and how to do it if you're a member of TAPS. Then every year at our business meeting, the Board of Accountability will gather together seven businessmen and seven businesswomen that have overseen these funds to protect them and to give it integrity. And then you will vote. You will get a voice. You will see with your eyes the difference we're making in America. You will get to look and see school board members that could not have been on their school board were it not for TAPS America and our combined resources. You'll meet state senators and candidates that our movement has given to them because of your vote. You're going to love TAPS. And TAPS is going to love you. Would you help us today get to that 100,000 member mark? When we do that, there will be $2 million a month that you are in control of by your vote. Just think about it. Now you can make a donation and not wonder where it's going. Does it evaporate into smoke? No, you'll get a newsletter every single month. It'll show you how much came in, how much is waiting to be spent, and then you will get to vote. Would you join us today? We sure hope so. All of the great podcasters have joined with us, and we're going to be helping those podcasters stay on the air. Everybody from Brad Barton to John DeLemme to Professor Toto, the Conservative College, to Bonafide, the Frog News Network, so many others that are coming on board up front in the prophetic, and Pastor Henry Schaefer, and so many great organizations that are getting behind this movement. We would love for you to join us. Thank you, and we're waiting for you to be a member of the TAPS community.